The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Everybody, welcome to the uh, Rotowire MLB podcast. Today is Thursday. That is January, or January, May twentieth. Jeff Erickson here, uh, and uh, we are talking all things Angel. In fact, we're titling this "Send Me an Angel." Send me Jock Thompson is what I said instead. And so I've got Jock Thompson here joining us. Jock is from uh, Baseball HQ. We've been friends for a long time. Jock's been playing fantasy baseball for a long time with HQ for a long while, and I'm, I'm really glad to have him on. Jock, how you doing? Jeff, really good to be here. It has been a while. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, it, it's really, really cool that you could do this, and I appreciate your expertise on this. Been a very pertinent week in the news from the Angels with the Trout injury, Otani doing Otani things. Uh, figured, well, this is a good time as any. So uh, uh, let let's jump right into it, though. The other big thing in the news is that we have uh, another no hitter, another day, another no hitter. <laughs> this time, Corey Kluber no hitting the Rangers. Uh, Quite a performance, especially considering where he was a year ago, last two years, only through one inning last year. Pretty incredible, pretty impressive. Yeah, I didn't watch any of it, but as a, as a Kluber owner, uh, before he left Cleveland for his for his best years, really, uh, I was surprised by this. I thought he might bounce back this year, but throwing a no hitter, you know, I mean, even against the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers, Rangers offense hasn't been as bad as I thought they'd be out of the gate, but they've. They pretty much played above their heads, so uh, not not surprising in the grand scheme of things. This was a no hit team, right? Uh, exactly, and uh, you know it's it, it's really wild to see the day before we saw uh, the, the no hitter against the Mariners. The Mariners been no hit twice. The Rangers been no hit twice. Cleveland's been no hit twice. You know it, it's odd, and and five of the six have been uh, in the in uh, have been road no hitters too. Rodon's the only one who did it at home. 
you know, is there something about those ballparks, maybe the ballparks, the way the ball is being stored there that is depressing hitting? That is a, a really good question. I haven't looked at that. Uh, I, yeah. I, I try to focus on if I'm doing pitching matchups, obviously I try to focus on some of these offenses and, uh, and some of these offenses that have been no hit uh, are, are not very good. Seattle, I just wrote a piece at Baseball HQ just last night where I touched on their uh, their offensive difficulties, and they've been pretty bad. So I, I, I think that's one of the keys. Yeah, they're hitting 198 now. Uh, it's an homage to Mario Mendoza. Uh, Mendoza, you know, they, they you know, and to the line because he is a former Mariner. So they had to go ahead and go with that. Interesting to see that happening in the AL West. Uh, wild varying performances in the West. Uh, that's for sure. Two really putrid offenses in Texas and Seattle. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, and and two stadiums that uh, or two two ballparks that uh, that that are are pitching friendly for the most part. Texas's stadium we're still getting the the early returns on that but so far uh not a lot of offense there so on your piece on the mariners uh tell me dig into it a little bit more tell me uh what did you conclude what did you highlight there well it was a playing time tomorrow piece and and basically what i was looking for was is there any hope down the road is there something that that fantasy managers can can take advantage of that might be two three weeks away and i, I looked at the injuries to tyler france and uh and Evan White, and you think, well, that might have something to do with it. You think, no, because they weren't doing anything before before this drought started. Um, yeah. And 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 I looked in the minors, and I'm and I'm sure you you know this by now, but uh, Taylor Trammell is just red hot off down there. I think he's something like 16 for for 26 or something like that. And in his first 26 at bats, get this: if if you if you haven't seized on this yet. Four strikeouts. This is a guy who struck out fifty percent of the time at the major league level. Um, it makes you wonder about the difference between whether it's a small sample or just the difference between pitching and Triple A. Uh, I got more questions than I did answers out of that one, but just a lot of interesting stuff. Is there maybe like something with a hitting background in Seattle? Because this isn't the first year that there's been like a you know they've had no hitters. I think three like three seasons three of the last four seasons if i'm not mistaken they had the uh, philip umber perfect game back a while back you know they they you know king felis had his one uh, paxton had one there they, they iwakuma had one they've had a lot of no hitters in, in seattle yeah it's a really good point a really good question i'm not sure frankly um that that um, it's it's the only ballpark i've never been to on the west coast and it's one i want to get to i'm, I'm hopeful to get to it sometime this year or next year, but uh, it's something I'm going to check out. Yeah, we got there uh, well 17 years ago. So Kim, it was is back in May, and Kim was pregnant with my older daughter Allie, who will be who is 16 now. So 17 okay. years ago, and uh, that was our yeah, and that that was our last yeah time flies. It totally does. That was our last like pre kid vacation was Seattle, and I love the ballpark. It's a sea of green you walk into. Uh, you know, good beer on tap, uh, a lot of sure. things like that. I knew, I know you, if you, you would appreciate that with me. Uh, yep. But uh, you know, it's it, it's a really it's easy on the eyes as a fan. I wonder if as a hitter, it's a little different. Perhaps maybe the angle of the sun. I don't know. Just spitballing yep. here, but uh, it, it has never been a great hitters ballpark. They've had some good hitters on the in there in there, but uh, you know, it's not not like the kingdom. That's for sure. Yeah, and they've moved the fences in, too, to accommodate hitting because it has been such a pitcher's park over the years. I think they moved the fences in two or three years ago. I'm sure it's it's had a positive impact for hitters, but I, I think it's still kind of regarded as a pitcher's park. 
Yeah, and quietly they installed a humidor there last year. Didn't really announce it. Uh, just like you really have to dig to find what teams had the humidor. Uh, but in Seattle, it's supposed to actually be a positive. That's the funny thing. A humidor is just to tr try to make the uh, humidity level with other ballparks. And yeah. for whatever, you know, in this case, I think they're trying to dehumidify a little bit. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Uh, moving on. Uh, other other news. So it's kind of a week of bounce back for pitchers. We saw Luis Castillo uh, have a really nice outing earlier in the week, 11 strikeouts. Yesterday, Lucas Giolito, 11 strikeouts, eight innings. I, I saw a good piece in The Athletic talking how he changed his warm-up or his bullpen day, not his warm-up, but his bullpen day routine, uh, and it, it paid dividends. Yeah, Giolito has one of, been one of those guys. He hasn't been across the board bad all year. He's been up and down. Uh, his his control hasn't been terrific. Uh, right. Um, but like like – Texas, I mean, ditto the Twins. This, the Twins aren't as awful an offensive team as Texas is, but they haven't been great uh, versus right-handers. They haven't been very consistent at all since since Buxton uh, hit the hit, hit the IL. So, it's not surprising that Giolito bounced back against uh, against them. I expect him to get a little more consistent when the weather warms up and he gets his bearings. Yeah, and one of the things they mentioned is he he wasn't having much success with the uh, the slider because he wasn't getting the break that he wanted out of it. And part of it was, even though he doesn't throw any games, he had scrapped throwing the curveball even in his bullpen sessions. And that curveball begat better results on his slider, which I found was pretty interesting. And that's yeah, little inside baseball that you don't you don't know from looking at uh, Savant. You don't know from looking there, but you know that that sort of that's really good coaching. That's development. That's right. That's right. Indeed, it is. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's lost. And, you know, that that's probably one of the things that you can separate from some organizations. Some do a really good job of developing pitchers. Uh, you know, others struggle a little bit there. Like, and I'm not going to pick on your angels, but your angels. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we've, we've, we've got we've got it. We've got some things to talk about there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that part. Uh, I'm actually that as a Reds fan, I mean, this weekend, this week against the Giants is going very poorly, but. I liked it. I like the pitching coach. I like the pitching program they have there. Uh, I, I think they're doing a good job of developing pitchers. So there, there's one thing to be optimistic about them. But, uh, you know, I think development is the thing, the, the big thing that we overlook a lot when we deal with uh, front offices, dealing with coaching staffs. The Reds have done a very good job recently in developing pitchers. And yeah, they've been up and down a little bit in terms of their pitching. And last year they were great. This year they're a little more, a little more volatile. But, uh, um, you see guys that you never thought were going to amount to much and guys coming over from other teams that are, seem to be doing a lot better on the Reds. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's right. And the Astros have been good about that in the past, you know, yep. just, Hey, trade with the pirates improve. Yeah. 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 Astros have done, I've, I've written about the Astros recently too. They've been a, they've done a really good job developing rotation depth that is major league ready right now. They're actually going to have a problem in a, in a few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Up. Yeah. So, when, yeah. You know, when Odorizzi's up to full speed, when they, you know, you get everybody back, I mean, what do you do with Luis Garcia? What do you do with, uh, you know, with even Christian Javier? I mean, they, who in many, many rotations, he'd be firmly established, but they, right. they've got options. Yep. Indeed. So. They're, they're going to, um, they're going to start, apparently they're going to start Tyler Ivey coming up uh, this Friday for his MLB debut, which, which kind of surprised me because they've got a couple of off days. Yeah. They had, uh, um, who was it who just hit the uh, IL, um, Urquidy. Um, and yeah. uh, they didn't need a fifth starter until the end of May, but uh, they're going to have Ivy make his uh, his IL on Friday or his uh, his debut on Friday. And uh, that, that to me is almost uh, uh, 
uh, indicative of that embarrassment of riches we're kind of talking about right now. Right. But as we've seen year after year, you can never have too much depth. Look at the Dodgers this year and how much attrition they're going through. Uh, and they're just trying to get through it right now. Well, whoever thought this year was going to happen injury-wise, I mean, good Lord. You know, that's that's yeah. a whole show into itself, too. I'm sure you've had some of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, the thing that's amazing to me is we expected on the pitching side. At least I expected on the pitching side. I've, I saw a lot of hype. I didn't see as much about on the hitting side, uh, you know. How are we going to manage hitters? How you know? Right, you know, beware, beware of getting enough at bats. We always we are talking a lot about beware of not getting enough innings from our pitchers. But I didn't I didn't see the analog uh, for the uh, hitting side of things. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a strange year. Yeah, it really has. Um, and that is going to lead us to a segue on Fernando Tatis, who's had a strange year in itself. Had an injury. Has had a COVID situation. Jogged one time during his COVID, uh, you know, area there where he was just keeping to himself for 10 days. That's what he said. He jogged once. It was four for four yesterday with the homer, of course, naturally. Yeah, I, I was watching that guy, game. Uh, Fernando Tatis, I probably told you this story. He's he's the best player I've ever seen in a spring training game that had never played a major league game when I saw him. Uh, I watched oh, yeah. him back in, uh, in 2018. Uh, he was, it was his first camp uh, fresh off of low A. I saw him go four for four against the White Sox. He, he just dominated the field with his presence and personality. You knew you were in the presence of about to be greatness. And of, of course, I watched him yesterday. I have him on a couple of my keeper league teams. But uh, that day, that day three years ago, was just one of those fun days you don't forget. Uh, he's, he's a great, great player. Isn't it awesome, though, when you go to the spring training or the fall league and you see these guys and you can just tell they have it? Yes. Yes, all the time. It's and and you see these guys, and and maybe it doesn't happen for a few years. And we're going to talk about Jared Walsh in a few minutes. I'll tell you a funny story about him as well. Um, but uh, it is it's it's a blast seeing these guys and checking them out. And uh, if you haven't been to uh, to spring training or first pitch Arizona again, hopefully we get that going again this coming October. Uh, you're missing out if you're a baseball fan. You really ought to catch it. You know that's great, and I know you make the trip every year, uh, both in the spring and the fall. You know, the funny thing is, all these trips to Arizona I've made, I've never once seen a game in Tempe. I've never once seen the Angels uh, facility. Uh, it's pretty wild. But, yeah, and, and have they updated the facilities like everybody else there? Or are they still kind of running old school? They have, but 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 you're dealing with a, a real small footprint there. There's only so much they can do with it. They've made some upgrades. Uh, the, mm -hmm. the concourses are still very narrow. It's a it's a cozy stadium. It's, it's good sight lines. I mean, you're right on top of the action all the time. The parking's pretty bad. It's it's tough getting in and out um, if yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Uh, and uh, the ticket price as well. You know they're the angels, so you, you know, get what you you get what you expect. So, go there for uh, fall league. Don't go there in spring training. Basically, exactly. that's what, I, what yeah. I'm getting from this there. But yeah, really. Yeah, uh, but we did see Mike Trout in the, the fall league, uh, so that was nice. You know, you yep. see the elite prospects then, so it, it, it's worth it to go there. Plus, the fall league's great because you're there. You sit anywhere. Uh, you're there with a hundred of your closest friends and some scouts, and that's about it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Indeed. With the year we saw Mike Trout, it was kind of funny. It was probably the worst performance any of us have seen Mike Trout put on. He was clearly burned see. out. He was <laughs> yes, clearly he burned out. I remember yes. that vividly. Yep. He had raced through several levels. He'd come up from from Double A. He, he he wasn't awful. He hit a bunch of home runs, but uh, you could tell during the fall league. Uh, he went to the fall league after coming to the Angels. Uh, right. He was there for almost two months, but uh, he left the fall league early, and he could tell he he really just wanted to go home, which I get completely. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, and yeah, can't blame him. Uh, more trout talk in a second. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Those of you who are streaming with us, you missed that note, but it's just an audio note for our podcasters there a little bit. Uh, but uh, I want to thank uh, everybody for tuning in. Fire us your Angels questions. It's Angels time here. If you are streaming with us, this is the time to start firing away. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I see uh, you know, a few people in the room right now. Keep Fire away those questions. Happy to hit them up right now. Let's start off on the trout side of things here. I mean, that's the big news of the week. I uh, had that quad injury on Monday, you know, and or not, I'm sorry, not quad, calf injury on Monday. And not the first time he's had this injury, although the severity of it's way worse this time. 
Yeah, what, what can you say about a trout injury, particularly early in the year after a, a poor start? Uh, your teeth going to be gone for six to eight weeks. Uh, this is pretty lethal, in my, I think, to any yeah. slim hopes the Angels uh, may have had. Uh, minus injuries at best, this was going to be an offensive club that, that – that this was going to be a team that bludgeoned teams offensively and hope their right. pitching improved during the season. Without Trout early on, that equation seems gone. Maybe if they'd lost him for a month later in the season and Adele and Marsh were more ready than they are now, okay, but that's not what's happened here. No, it isn't. And, you know, it, I, I, yeah, that's the part of the big problem for them is the supporting cast around them. And I know we'll talk about some of these guys, but. You know, you're expecting, you know, David Fletcher, for instance, having a horrible year, uh, awful year. And, you know, expected to be a good table setter, you know, get on base a lot. And that's not happening. Uh, you, you, you look up and down the lineup. Rendon's had two injuries. That hurts a lot. I mean, it, it hurts. Yep. Yeah. Fletcher's uh, patience is down. He's not walking enough. He's not hitting enough. The hits aren't dropping. Uh, you know, it's funny. You watch Fletcher play and I've watched him for two years and I, I'm appreciative of his skills orange county kid you can't not like him um but you always wondered whether you know his 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 batting average was going to stay where it was uh um the the power is strictly gap uh, i was hoping there might be a little more to keep the, the defense honest he he goes line to line but uh um they seem to be getting the better of him right now yeah they do uh back to trout it's 2022 draft uh trout's fully recovered didn't have any setbacks. We'll just speculate. We'll, we'll, we'll stipulate to that. Uh, where are you drafting him? How high does he go overall for you? What is he? He's 30 now, isn't he? Or he's closing in on 30, something like that. These, mm -hmm. these injuries scare me a little bit. Um, when he's healthy, um, he's still, obviously, he's still, uh, if not the best, one of the best hitters around. I'm still, I'm still drafting him top five or six. Yeah, I'm. Probably a little lower. I mean, the thing is, it, it depends on the format too, obviously. Yeah. Tout Wars, you have OBP, you're going to bump them a little higher. Plus, yeah. it's a standalone league, no overall contest. That he doesn't run won't hurt you as much. Um, he is currently 29, by the way, turn, but he does turn 30 this year in yeah. August. Uh, I, I, I think in a uh, – but the, the thing that – the comp that scares me is, and I keep thinking Ken Griffey Jr., he kept on having recurring, recurring leg injuries with the Reds. Uh, and, you know, he, he's awesome when he's fully healthy, but he's the, the, the periods of time when he's fully healthy seem to be shorter. That, that's, the, that's the future I fear. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'd, I'd draft Mike Trout five or six, my being an Angel fan and a Mike Trout owner. Right, right, um, right. Hopefully, hopefully some of my keeper league uh, – Fellow owners are watching this, and uh, they they have the same valuation of Mike Trout that I do. I think once I see more players play this year and and uh, have that sheet in front of me, say in November, November, December, I might drop him a little bit as well. Because let's face it, stolen bases are are you have to consider them. They're 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 scarce, and if you can get an Acuna or a Tatis uh, or even a a a Bobichet early, you you might not do that. Yeah, and Bobachet's a fun one there that he's getting the speed. You know, that that was the thing is is he gonna continue to run? Is he gonna run successfully? And he's been able to do that just fine. Uh the other obviously the other huge name is Shohei Atani. And the thing that was interesting about him, 
as last night as a pitcher, he was five miles an hour slower than he had been all season long, if not more at times. And he said he just wasn't feeling his fastball. What does that even mean? I don't know. Honestly, I, I was stunned when I was watching last night. Uh, my my wife and I were talking about it throughout the performance because it was it was nothing like his previous performances, obviously, uh, which, which were all about mid-high 90s velocity. Mm -hmm. At first, I thought he was just working on off-speed stuff and braking stuff. And I saw some 93-mile-an-hour sinkers, which I thought was a little bit new. I, I wondered about an injury. I didn't see anything in his body language. And then you're hearing Madden say this AM, like you alluded to, he's fine. He just wasn't feeling his fastball, whatever that means. It was just so unexpected and out of the ordinary. I just don't know what to expect next, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that isn't that that's kind of comes with him. He you don't know what to expect with him. Yeah. You know, yeah. He, he just he is there, there's no archetype. He is him. That's it. There, there's no one else to compare him to. Yes, he is a fascinating player. Um and that's the thing that really kills me about the Angels you get. And I'm speaking from a fan standpoint. Now you've got mm -hmm. Trap, you've got Otani, but they're almost like circus acts in a real bad circus otherwise. You know, it's just, it's terrible. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating <laughs> that we've seen Mike Trap play one playoff series ever. Yeah. And they lost to the Royals. And that, that was it. That was, the, that was, that's the list. Really frustrating. Uh, yeah. You know, and now we got this crazy breakout season from Otani. I can't. I want him to be in the, the uh, home run hit contest at the, at the All Star game. I really want to see that in Coors Field. I just think oh that goodness. could be fascinating. Yeah, indeed, that would be a blast. Let's make that happen. Yeah, uh, valuing Otani right now. Let's say it's you know there, it's always tricky with him because there's so many different rules. That's you can right. play Tout Wars, where's the two Otanis, or you can play NFBC, where you just have to decide whether to start him as a hitter or a pitcher that given week. There's only a few places where you can use them at, you get both and you just have to decide on that day or whatever. But uh, I like that last uh, <laughs> option. I, I'm hoping to see more of that, but. I have a you, in one of those leagues. And, and oh, I, do you really? Yes. It's sports line and that's how they use him. And on days he pitches actually this, I, I started him at pitcher for the first time just last night. Of course, um, naturally. Because of what happened the week before. And of course, then we got what we got. But uh, mm -hmm. um, ideally, this will work out in the second half of the season for me. I'm not sure, but we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, you're almost always using him as a hitter. Uh, yes. that's, that's the thing I've noticed because he doesn't go deep into games. You know, right. heart, you can't get a win if you're not going at least five. And yep. unfortunately, you know, he hasn't really gone deep that often. I think he's only gone more than five once when he went seven against Houston, uh, the, the previous start, but he had, yep. he get he did. And he has just one win. I mean, he's got all those beautiful yeah. strikeouts, but yeah, well, we don't, few we, more innings. we play in an innings pitch league and his innings pitch weren't that great either, but no, and we also play in a strikeouts minus walks league. So until last week, it wasn't worth starting him either. He was, it was almost, right. even, you know, from last week. So he's yeah. been, uh, he's, he's, been a real roller coaster in terms of pitching and i i can't wait for the next start it's going to be interesting so in that sports line league is this a uh, snake draft or is this a salary cap auction league this is a this is a deep 20 team dynasty league with a team salary cap okay so okay. we can keep i can keep otani for as long as i want on nice. this so i don't think his salary means anything right now because he's not well, going anywhere so that, that kind of negates my follow-up question is to try to put a value, value on him in a fresh powder league where you're starting in new. In that format, is he a first-round player? In that kind of a league, he, he should be. You would think so, yeah. right? 
if you're yeah. if you're projecting that he's going to improve as a starting pitcher, uh, he's he's gosh, he's, he's got to be top twenty-five, top thirty hitter, right? Yeah, I would think so. Uh, by the way, I was remiss in mentioning uh, our, our sponsor. Our uh, WinBet is sponsoring this whole podcast. <laughs> I'm supposed to mention them at the beginning. Sorry about that. I'll do it now. Uh, if you do bet on sports and it's allowed in your state, WinBet, you check them out. We thank them for their sponsorship. We'll have more details from them later on. Uh, later on this dra- uh, podcast season, don't have a live read for them just yet, but please check them out. Uh, I want to talk about uh, you know him as a pitcher though going forward. He, the, the, I mean, there, I think he has, it's going to be hard for him to last. The extreme velocity, these guys tend to get hurt more. He's already had one TJS. Uh, we saw the big drop in velocity yesterday. I think we're all have, kind of freaking out about that now. I, I, I still think there might be a future where he's just a hitter. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I actually think, and you were at the, the online first pitch that we did uh, this past March. I think you tuned into at least some of that, but uh we had a discussion about uh, what you know Saris calls Otani's reliever command, and you look at his high pitch counts, and you look at the the difficulties in bringing him in and out of the out of games as a hitter. Um, I, I see a role for him as a reliever, late inning reliever, lights out. It would preserve his velocity. It would it would keep some of the the problems he has going deep and deep in the high pitch counts uh, off his plate. The the problem we have is that the Angels need starting pitching so badly. Mm-hmm. You know they're not going to let that go anytime soon, and I guess nor should they right now. Uh, it, the the yeah. future there is going to be fascinating. You know the thing is, you know the Tyler Skaggs thing set them back so far. Uh, yeah. it, 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 it's 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 a tragedy more for Skaggs, but it's also you see the impact that it had on the Angels. You know I don't want to demand, you know, I don't want to just think of it from Angel centric, but yeah. I mean it's huge. It's a huge setback. The fact that Andrew Heaney hasn't taken the next step up is is problematic and. You know, Quintana's been disastrous. You know, uh, you know. Uh, I guess of, I with Matt too. You got Nick Adenhart. You know, which uh, yeah, yeah. It was, what, 2014. But juice. You know. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, you know, and like even some of the guys that were good stories last year are kind of taking a step backward this year. Like for instance, uh, you know, uh, sorry, I'm pulling. A, <laughs> I'm having a quick blank out here. Uh, on the uh, starting pitcher, but uh, we did get a little older, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, not Cobb, although Alex Cobb was, it was uh, definitely in that 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 way. But uh, moving, you know, in the, staying in the rotation, ex Orioles for the win. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, Dylan Bundy. Sorry, man, that was par- yeah. that was embarrassing. I, I was yeah. thinking about Bundy all the time. He's taking I, a step I backward. You might be this trying year. to talk about Sandoval for a minute there, which is, but that's that's a story too. But yeah. You know, so Dylan Bundy, so far this year, yeah, he, he's got a six ERA. He's 0-5. Still, but a 127 whip is okay. You would yeah. think that's all right. He's got the strikeouts, 46 Ks and 43 innings. Is there what's the, what's the true Dylan Bundy here? Well, there there's been some bad luck and some real poor defense involved. The Angels defense has been one of the worst in in baseball to date. Uh, some of it had to do with with putting uh with putting Trout in uh, or Trout uh, Jared Walsh in right field, so yes. it had to do with losing Rendon at third base for for for, for so much of the of the year, um, the, and these other guys just they just haven't they just haven't stepped up. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the bottom line is even in center field. I mean, 
Brandon Marsh is already their best defensive center fielder, you know, so uh, we, we just, we, his bat just has to become ready. But uh, I don't think Bundy was as good as he was last year. I don't think he's as bad as he is this year. Uh, I think he's had some bad luck and some bad glove behind him. So if you're, you know, is he someone, what would you, uh, where would you value him? Like compared what other pitchers would you value him comparatively to? I mean, he's got to be a little bit of a drop off from where he was drafted, but I still think you, you could go get a good buying opportunity there. Yeah, I do too. I'm not sure who I'd, I'd compare him to. Um, that's the interesting part about the, the way I play Roto. I don't have to understand the entire pitching universe. It's just more my team and the, and the guys that I'm trying to target. Um, but, uh, um, I, you know, I, I think Bundy is a, is a, is a, is a good number three, you know, starter. Um, I don't think he's a number two, like some people thought after last year, maybe. Um, I think he's better than a back end. Um, that's kind right. of where I am on Bundy. So in the, in a, I, I often use the NFBC as a proxy. So I'm going to give you a couple of pitchers whose ADP was similar to his. Uh, obviously you'd rather take Kevin Gossman over Bundy at this point in time. I think yeah. that verdict has been reached. How about Pablo Lopez? Oh, that's that's good. Um, I like Pablo Lopez. You know, I like him a lot. Um, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I think Pablo Lopez is a better pitcher than, than Dylan Bundy, at I least think, by a pick. I think so too. Um, I'm trying to find an I'm trying to find an AL pitcher to make a bet because it's almost all NL pitchers that are all <laughs> around him here uh, to try to find a good comp. Or Kitty's hurt. How about our guy Corey Kluber? Just threw a no hitter. He was drafted a little bit later than uh, than Dylan Dylan Bundy. Who'd you rather have the rest of the year? Bun oh, Bundy I would rather have Kluber just just out of team context. Yeah, team context is really important here. I think. I agree. I agree. Aaron Savali or Dylan Bundy? Um, that's that's tougher. Um, that's that's a toss up. I think okay. I'm, not, I'm I'm not a Cleveland fan right now. Although defensively, they're probably better than the Angels. Yeah. And defense matters a lot. I mean, you lose Simmons and you have a different shortstop now that that's also part of it too. Although Iglesias, I mean, he's a good defensive. Shortstop. Iglesias is pretty he's good fine. defender. Yeah. He's fine. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'll do one more and then we'll move on. Frankie Montas or Dylan Bundy. Um, huh. Talking about a guy who still has, well, maybe not Montas has been around for a while. Yeah. I, I don't know if I don't know if my opinion matters on that one, you know, yeah. at all. Um, I just I don't know. You're talking about guys that are in the middle of the of the pack, and who right. knows how they'll do. Okay, well we'll move on. Um, let's look at other pitchers in this rotation. Are are, are we uh, maybe a little? Uh, is there anybody that is we're, we're missing out on some upside? Is Alex Cobb got a, a little bit of extra upside? Is there any other starting pitcher either currently in the rotation or maybe is close to getting called up? You know, I, I still think Patrick Sandoval with his swing and miss and his ground ball rate has upside, but he keeps missing over the heart of the plate and he keeps giving up home runs. I just yeah. don't know when that's going to appear. I just don't know. It's going to be painful and it's not immediate. Yeah. Griffin Canning, what do you think about him? Uh, you know what? He's a guy I'm surprisingly more optimistic about than a lot of people. I think there's another guy who's been hit with a lot of poor defense and a lot of bad luck. And and the starts that I've seen him, some really awful umpiring, although it's hard to make an excuse on that because there's been just tons of that, you know, throughout, yeah. throughout the league. Uh, Canning has that elbow thing still hanging over his head, but uh, boy, he, he, he's to me, to my eye, he's looked a lot better this year than he has in recent years. 
I'd agree. I've got him rostered in a couple of places, and I still think that there's a chance of him. You know, I, I my, his ceiling is lower than it was for me than when he mm-hmm. first came up. I was pretty, yeah. you know, pretty excited. But you know, because of the elbow, you have to kind of lower yep. that a little bit there. Yep. The risk is obviously there too. It was a big blow for them to lose Chris Rodriguez too. I know he's pitching in relief like multi inning stints, but that was a guy I was getting excited about seeing him go down really hurt. Yeah, he wasn't going to start this year. I mean, he hadn't pitched a lot of innings in, in mm-hmm. recent years and the back issues were there, but he was going to pitch. He was going to put bulk innings in relief and he was doing a heck of a job. And and I hope this isn't a, a long-term thing because he's he's probably he probably has more talent than any MLB ready pitcher that the Angels have right now, uh, with the with aside from maybe Otani. Yeah. Let's move away from the rotation and go back to the bats. We we talked spent a lot of time talking about trout. Currently, they're rolling out an outfield of Upton, Ligaris, and Taylor Ward. Uh, and that's in part, and, and Ligaris is a little banged up in his own right, though he's back in there today. But when are we going to see the future, Jock? When are we going to see Joe Adele? When are we going to see Brandon Marsh? Okay, first off, Taylor Ward made his first center field start professionally he ever made the other night. Yeah. And I, I was stunned. I mean, it's like Joe Madden's going to Joe Madden. Um, but I'm just even that just I mean it just boggles my mind. I, I first I'm I'm kind of a fan of Ward's tools. I my eyes say that there may be more here than he's shown so yeah. far. He's athletic. He's got good speed, arm, good off fields power, plate patience. But he's 27. He still has too much swing and miss, and it hasn't translated yet. And and forget center field. He's 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 really not a, despite the arm. He's not a good outfielder. This is a guy who's moved from catcher to third base. To outfield corner and now center yeah. field major league level and it's just like put him at shortstop next let's yeah. just let's forget about this we'll go the opposite of the spectrum you know usually you go it's, down and you keep going down as you get older but no he, let's, yeah. let's keep promoting him higher why not let's, this let's is do. such a reflection of the organization in my opinion and it's not mm-hmm. good I, I don't i don't think this organization's done done him any favors and they may have wrecked him so yeah um with regard to adele and marsh uh i mean they're going to come up whenever Artie says they can come up. I mean, Perry Manison may have some, may have some input here, but it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to come up anytime this month or anytime soon. I don't know if you've looked at their, at their early numbers in AAA, but um, they're, they're not doing awful. Uh, 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 Adele has hit a bunch of home runs, but they're striking out a ton again. And you, I don't know how to calibrate this strikeout thing you know, between well, AAA and the, and the majors. Well, especially Adele, like, uh, yeah. you know, the report, reports on him, uh, you know, he's got a lot of, you know, it's like a 37% strikeout rate when our last note had him. So I could see why he's not imminent. I thought Marsh was a little bit stronger, but you know, Marsh has also had the injury in spring training too. That's right. So That's I, right. I, I get that. Yeah. And Marsh is more inexperienced even than Adele is. I mean, he, he, mm-hmm. he got time at double a he's, he's had no triple a time yet. Uh, I think I I hope the Angels are a little bit gun shy with what happened to Adele last year. I was not in favor of his call up. I thought he was he was going to be overmatched early, and he was. Um, I think you're right about Marsh. I I I think defensively Marsh is more ready than Adele. I also think if you look at his walks, I think Adele I, I think Marsh might be able to hold his own, own, and I think there is there is a better than fifty percent chance he might get called up before Adele does. Yeah, I just hope it's not in May. Yeah. Do you have high long-term hopes for Adele? I mean, it, has his prospect star dimmed for you 
given his uh, struggles last year? No, he's he's still still too young for me to to have happen. I I hold on to prospects since forever. I mean, I I was yeah. still holding on to jo- uh, um, Jorge Soler when he hit his forty eight home runs. I'd held him for like five years. Yeah, uh, I, I I think uh, I think it, I I I think right now Adele will be fine, but I think I think he needs some time at AAA. I I watched him in spring training. I I've, I've seen him work counts. I I've, I've seen him in his in his real good at bats, and he's real impressive. I just think he needs some experience. I agree with that. Um, and yeah, I'm holding on to where I have him. Jared Walsh, you know, he, he's been the good story for the angels yeah. so far, you know, really yeah. fun story, yeah. not in right field, but at first base. And in fact, you know, his bat combined with his glove prompted a lot of this whole Pujols mess. Yeah. I, uh, I first saw Jared Walsh back in 2019 at spring training. It was my first glimpse of him. And this was back after he had made the big rush from, from low A to triple A and had, first done anything of note i think uh, i have his stats here he had 29 homers that year between three levels um and the angels let him come to camp he was five for 17 at that camp and i wrote uh, i wrote in a spring training trip i i said i've watched him for a game he has legitimate line-to-line power he's willing to work counts smooth and athletic around first base he left me impressed uh um and and he's and he's going to pitch mop up. So how can you not? How can you ignore this guy? And all right yeah. now, I didn't know that he would turn into this player, but uh, he was fascinating to watch because the the thing that jumped out at me when I first saw him three years ago was how athletic he was. He's yeah. really athletic. He's got good hands, um, and he's just a good good hitter. And they just let him be a hitter. No more pitching yeah. nonsense with him. And yeah. you know, as much as they need pitching. They yeah. need his bat too. Yeah, indeed, indeed yeah. they do. Yeah, in, yeah, he, he's 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 been the positive story. Now, where is help coming for the Angels? How can this team get better? Well, you've got the you've got the outfielders. They they definitely have a glut of uh, of outfielders. That's an mm-hmm. embarrassment of riches. I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, see them make a trade. The problem is is that the uh, the the real talent in their organization is is much further away, and it's it's a lot of uh, of high upside tools toolsy kind of players with with very low floors too. If they don't develop, uh, um, I, it, it's my impression from reading reports and looking at at some of the players, the system has improved a little bit in the last year. But if if you look at the Angel system for the past six seven years, the real takeaway is really the crummy retread bullpen right now. Yeah. You've got other organizations that have all kinds of two-pitch iffy starting pitchers with iffy command they can bring up. The Angels never seem to have any of those guys, and they go after uh, Steve Sishik and uh, right before the season started too. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, and and it, it, they just it, when they lose a player, for instance, they lost uh, Max Stassi at catcher. They don't have anybody coming up through the system that can right. that can that can compensate. Uh, there's always seems to be big holes. They don't have a lot of depth. Uh, um, and I, uh, so I'm, I'm still really pessimistic in the, in the short term. I think the offense is going to be uh, going to next year. Let's say trout is fine. And, and Adele and Marsh have developed and they're up. Offense is going to be fine. I'm sure Artie's going to spend big, big bucks on one of the short stops that comes up. But where's the pitching coming from? I still don't see the number one, number two, number three, starters that clearly um and they don't have that in the organization um yeah. so I, I i don't see it right i now. think they were if i recall correctly they were in on the bidding for cole a couple of years ago 
but it fell short. I didn't, I didn't hear a whole lot of buzz about them going after uh, Trevor Bauer, but that was also because of Callaway a little bit at the time. Yeah, that was. It was definitely because of Callaway, uh, that part of it. Uh, That's a I'm gift sure, that keeps on giving, too. Yeah, yeah it sure is. Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Probably yeah, best there's not, not much to say. It's just, it, yeah. it's, you know, standing behind him cost them a lot. Um, yeah. And it's, not, well, not, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure about standing behind as as much as um, they're 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 going to dot their eyes and cross their t's because he's he's going to be dismissed and he's probably going to sue and they want to make sure that everything is you know, yeah is is above board. It's just sure. it's, it's one of those things. I understand, but it, it you mm -hmm. know it had yeah, and who knows? They may not have gotten Bauer anyhow, but still seeing him across town or not across town, but up in L.A. Uh, you know, doing what he's doing has got to be. A little bit extra painful too. Yeah, I, you know the organization as a whole does not have a good reputation. Obviously, I'm I'm not sure why a starting pitcher would want to come here. Um, Mike Trout must really loves where he lives in in Lagoon. I know he loves watching the weather like I do, and, and the rest of us in Southern California and all the little differences, you know, that we have. Uh, he resigned mm -hmm. here. I know Billy Epler had a lot to do with that. I know Epler had a lot to do with bringing in Otani. They had a pretty good relationship when Otani yeah. was playing in Japan. Um, I, I don't know how they get starting pitchers here because they're not developing them. Um, they're going to have to, Artie's not just going to have to spend money on a shortstop. He's going to have to spend for uh, a, a, a consistently good number one, number two starting pitcher for them to have a decent chance next year as well. And perhaps a staff that develops pitchers better too, and just yep. spare no expense in finding that. Maybe that's, exactly. the, maybe that's the problem. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, what Jock does for baseball HQ, uh, what sort of leagues he plays in. Uh, but for that, quick note from our friends over at uh, Vivid Seats. The world is coming back and the NFL season is upon us. I don't know about you, but I'm pumped for the recently released regular season schedule. If you're like me and you're looking to see action live, then head on over to Vivid Seats, the ultimate go-to source for live events. From the baseball concerts and games to the hottest theater and comedy shows, Vivid Seats makes it easy for you to discover your favorite event, find your seat, gain entry, and make new memories. Just download the app. Choose your city and get access to the largest selection of tickets on the games and performances you love, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, and more. For a limited time, Vivid Seats is giving our listeners 10% off your ticket, up to $30 max. Just use the promo code ROTOWIRE when you check out. Every purchase is backed by its 100% buyer guarantee, and you'll even earn cash back with the Vivid Seats rewards program. Vivid Seats, getting you into the game. I'm Jeff Erickson. My guest is Jock Thompson from BaseballHQ.com. Uh, you can follow Jock, by the way, at JockATHQ. Jock at HQ, believe it or not. Very simple, very easy. Uh, got some got some questions uh, we'll, we'll hit up. Uh, one about you. Ryan, Ryan Bloomfield from Baseball HQ asks, your top three tequilas. I'm sorry, top three what? Favorite tequilas. Oh, top three. Um <laughs> okay. Um, totally right off now, topic. Sorry, I'm, I'm slamming you with yeah, that there. No, yeah. Well, Don Julio 1942 is my is my top top tequila. I used to be able to get it when I was when before the pandemic when we were going to Mexico a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. Used to get it very inexpensively there, and it's it's it tastes like candy. It's lovely. But since the uh, since uh, being uh, being on lockdown, uh, believe it or not, I've been using I've been drinking uh, Costco's Kirkland tequila, which is outstanding. Okay. Um, it's, it's become one of my favorites and I'm sure part of it has to do with the price, but, uh, sure. but it's just great. Uh, 
and uh, we used there we used the Kirkland tequila or we used the Kirkland silver to mix with our uh, uh, margaritas. So nice. those are the three that I'm most familiar with right now. Very good, very good. Tell me more about how you got into fantasy. What type of games you like to play the best? And tell me the Jock Thompson story. I started in fantasy back in 1989. It was a local California league uh, started here in Orange County, organized by by Rob Carroll, the late great Rob Carroll. Yes, you know. Um, and it was an AL only team. It was an AL only league. Twelve teams uh, started under Glenn Wagoner rules. We were using USA Today stats. Uh, um, that league is now over 30 years old. It's still going with most of the original members. So my wife, Sandy, is now the commissioner. Um, it's uh, it's morphed into a keeper salary cap league with 20 owners, uh, and it's mixed. It's not AL only. And daily lineup changes. Uh, I've got another primary league almost identical that we initiated from a 1990s ESPN chat room. Nice. People like Stephen Nickrand and some other some other names you'd you'd remember. Uh, also, deep mix league, pretty much identical. And uh, the the interesting thing to me is the daily lineup changes. We talked about the, a little bit of this on uh, on Twitter. I, I'm one of those daily lineup guys who you know I, I I love my teams. I love following just one or two teams. You know, one or two fantasy teams. I'm not one of those guys who will play weekly and play in like ten or eleven leagues. I couldn't play. I could not play this format. Um, what's that? Yeah. Like I, me. I, yeah. Like, well, I'm, 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 you know, I'm sure you have a system. It's, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't have a system for it. I, I could not spend the time uh, doing that. Uh, it, it's different strokes for different folks. This was the format I grew up in and uh, right, it's kind of how I play. Yeah. I'm in 17 leagues. Now I have a couple of them that daily moves, but I have mostly, most of them are weekly. Um, now granted, a lot of them are industry leagues, Tal Wars, yep. Labor, uh, friend, Yahoo friends and family, you know, these are all industry leagues, but then uh, I've really grown to love the NFBC format. I still got my home leagues that, you know, started, started off my company, you know, and we, you know, it's like, you just stick with it because they're great leagues. So sure. and it's just, it's hard to pare down once you, you know, cause once you start to love a league, you know, it's, it's hard to step away from them. Yeah. It's what you like. I mean, it is, mm -hmm. it is a little bit of a, of an addiction. You get to know the owners and the, and the people you play with and, and uh, one of the reasons I've never branched out from this is that I knew I just I wouldn't have time for it. And nowadays, when you get older, time becomes more important than it was previously, too. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm Cal feeling Wars, that. Ahead, Wars, it's been interesting that the draft and hold you kind of took me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And all there. I, I, I had an idea going in that I still think based on the rules was a good one, but it was terribly executed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> really, really poorly. Um, but uh, the, again, the nice thing about keeper leagues is that I don't, I don't need a huge understanding of the entire player universe. Just that you need in a draft from scratch league. Um, yeah. I, I need to know my players, who's good, who I want to target, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, so, that's, that's so kind of my story. What was your strategy on uh, draft and hold? Oh, I was going to do. I was going to do a whole. I was going to do a bullpen thing. I was going to punt, and I'll believe it or not. Um, I was going to punt strikeouts and wins. I was going to go for ERA, saves, and uh, ERA and whip and saves, and go all offense. And as it is, I'm in fifth or sixth place, but that's so easy to do when I just punt nothing but, you know, and just go for doing what I'm doing. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll do a little bit better. But uh, um, I, 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 I did I did pretty much everything wrong. I thought the strategy was good, but I thought the execution was terrible. 
Yeah. And you'd be like John McKay. What do you think about the execution of my squad? I'm in favor of it, but, yeah, uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. Um, so keeper leagues are your favorite types. Uh, yes. I, I assume. Um, and th- I like that. I like that. Uh, so you're, you enjoy wheeling and dealing. Do you make a lot of trades uh, during this season? I don't, I get so attached to my teams and Mike and particularly the kids. The thing that I've, I've really enjoyed the thing I grew up doing in, uh, in, in my early fantasy days was, I was one of the first, I, I was probably the first person I know, except for Rob, uh, who subscribed to Baseball America. And the way we would win our leagues is that we would go to Baseball America and find out who the best players were. We'd get Manny Ramirez early, we'd put him on reserve, and he'd come up and he would dominate. Um, mm-hmm. And I still like doing that. I still like, I like going to spring training. I love watching the kids play in spring training. I love watching them develop. Um and I still like doing that. In one of my leagues right now, I have Fernando Tatis in one of the 20-team leagues. I have Fernando Tatis, Ronald Acuna, and Mike Trout, all of whom I've had since they were, you know, kids. So that's that's kind of the way I play. Nice. That's awesome. Um, when did you start writing for Baseball HQ? It was back in 2000, and it was either 2003 or 2004. I'm not sure. So it's been a while. And how did how did you start doing that? Well, I was. I mean, I wasn't, I, I had just left my job. I was, I was, I was a consultant. I wasn't getting that much work. I was a technical consultant. This was back in another life. Um, and um, I had dabbled in the stock market. Uh, I had lost, uh, I'd lost my shirt uh, um, with, with the tech crash. And I was trying to figure out, all right, what am I going to do next? Um, and uh, um, my wife said, well, you're pretty good at this. You ought to, you ought to, you know, subscribe to Baseball HQ and maybe, see if you can and see if you can get a job writing for them and and it's kept me busy it's kept me busy and uh it's you know, it's it's been a blast nice and what do you do for hq now right now i'm doing um playing time columns uh, playing time today playing time tomorrow um i i project uh, i also project uh, innings and at bats uh, we do the best we can it's obviously sure. tough when you're covering teams like the dodgers and the angels um yeah. but uh um, that's kind of where I am right now with Baseball HQ. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, we got a question from the uh, listeners uh, here. Uh, LM uh, asks, uh, you know, a couple questions. Are you, is it worth selling high on Jazz Chisholm? You know, he's off to a really nice start with the Marlins. Uh, you look at what he's done. He, he's always been a prospect, but I, I, I think we didn't expect this sort of, these, these sort of heights out of him. Would you try to sell high right now on Jazz Chisholm? Um, that's, that's a context question in a single year league. Um, it's, it's a valid question. Um, I don't think it's a valid question in a keeper league. Cause I like jazz Chisholm. I think longer term, right. he's going to be very good. Um, he's going to steal bases. If you sell high, you're going to miss those stolen bases. I, I, I think based on his swing and miss issues, I mean, pitchers are probably going to get to him, but again, in, in this day mm-hmm. and age, how bad is a two thirty batting average? Right. If that's where it falls. Right. So, yeah, so, and that was the thing I checked out the other day. It's like I, I, the median batting average in the FPC main event was 245. Like, if you had a 250 hitter, he was actually helping you a little bit, which is just crazy. It used to be like, oh, oh he's only a 250 hitter. Oh, that's kind of hurting us. I need someone that at least hits 265. Huh. No, 265 is great. Yeah, exactly. Um, Batting average doesn't bother me again. There's always every single year there's something. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there's there's one stop where you've got to say, 
if, if you're if you're competitive at all, you got to say, oh, you know, I'm going to finish middle of the pack. You got to go for this. There's something going on here and forget. Stop worrying about that. There's nothing you can do about it. And batting average is one of those low batting averages this year. Don't concern me as much as they used to. Yeah. Uh, and his follow-up question is, are you worried at all about Juan Soto? Now, Soto's hitting 287, uh, which is pretty close to his 219, uh, 2019 numbers, but four homers, 15 RBI, 18 runs. Yeah, he missed some time. He had an IL trip. And, and the Nats lineup around him hasn't been very good. And so counting stats are down a little bit. I mean, I do worry a little bit about the Nats not being very good going forward. But, I mean, the power's coming. I'm not really worried about Soto at all. Agree. I, I, you know, RBI wise, maybe team context is is not as good as it used to be. But other than that, I'm not worried about one yeah. soda. I know he's slugging 436, so I know where that question's coming from. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I, I don't think there's a, a, a whole lot else uh, that, that I'm really that worried about here. So we'll see. Uh, parting shots, anything. What would you like to see? What sort of trade would you like to see the Angels make this offseason or this or this summer? I should, I'm sorry, not this offseason, but before the trade deadline. Is there a big sweeping move that they can pull off. Is there, is there a tradable commodity even for the angels? Is there something that they have extra of? You know, I, you could say outfielders, they could trade one of, of Marsh or Adele. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I don't know what they would get for it. That's the, that's the only real strength they have. I actually wish the angels would stop doing things like trading, uh, um, semi-busted prospects like Jemai Jones for, uh, um, one year of Alex Cobb. I just, I don't get that. I, I don't understand yeah. that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think the angels are between a rock and a hard place right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's weird because they're a team with money. It's not like they're the pirates. Oh, even the pirates have money, but choose not to spend, spend it. It's a little different, but yeah, I, it, that's the thing that's so beguiling is they will spend money. Yes. They're just They're just in this little cycle. That's the only they thing. They will spend money, to. but, but um, Artie Moreno is as, <laughs> Artie Moreno makes all the decisions, and that's where the problems start. Yes. I, I don't think Artie is hands-off at all. I, I loved it when Artie came in. Obviously, you remember that. Uh, yep. We were thrilled. He was taking he was taking Disney away from us, and uh, and we had some some connections in the uh, in the Angel organization. But boy, when you when you look at what's happened since he's been there and how this system has 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 gone to hell, and how you know Eddie Bain got let go because of a personality conflict. I mean, good lord! I mean, Eddie Bain brought in that great Mike Trout draft, uh, right? Year, you know, uh, and 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 that's gone. And and what happened after that shouldn't be surprising, but uh, it hasn't come back yet. So I I keep waiting for it. Uh, I'm not sure it will. I'm, I know you're going to hate this comparison, but Orioles fans were happy when Peter Angelos took over the team. And look where that's at. <laughs> yeah. Remember. They were taking, he was taking, he bought the team from an owner who wasn't spending a whole lot of money and he poured some money in at first. And they, they even had, you know, brought in Camden Yards and all that. And things were optimistic. And now look at them. So, yeah. Yeah. If all you're yeah. doing is spending money, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to build a good organization. The problem with, with Artie is that uh, my take is, and this, this is a little tough, but I've always felt that his, he looked at his, GMs as as errand boys to do what he wanted them to do to do what he wants them to do and I and maybe it's not fair but uh, I just don't see the system that should be the systems that should have developed under previous GMs and they keep leaving so yeah I think you're right about that well hey that's going to wrap up today's podcast Jock thank you so much for joining us today it was a lot of fun hey Jeff it was we'll do it again.
All right, very good. Uh, for those of you who uh, want to check out Rotowire, go to rotowire.com slash try. Get that free 10-day trial. We got uh, Clay and Todd Zolo, two-star starters tomorrow. Thanks again for listening to Rotowire. Have a great day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.